So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different no okay so do you want to go ahead and continue this conversation we had earlier that we put and a pin chi- in the chick-fil-a drive through yes because i still don't understand the issue at all all right let me set the setting for y'all right so we can bring everybody in on this conversation so we're on the our way, way to debate the, we're on our way to the crib there's a chick-fil-a that's on our way to the distance we're here to the, we're getting to the studio to the studio right yes there's like yo drop me off at like let's go to chick-fil-a to drop by chick-fil-a I told him I'm like So I okay, contact. It's like I woke up at like nine or ten this morning. They don't need context. Bro. No, yes, because it's gonna put it in perspective. That Let me nothing. for right, my go case. Ahead. Go ahead, bro. Cause I woke up at around like nine or ten AM this morning. Yeah. And by the time we were leaving out, I wanna say what it was like one, one yeah. PM. Yeah. Let's say around like one, two PM. So I haven't ate anything all day. No breakfast, no anything. So food I'm, at the crib. I'm hungry. It's food at the crib. There was food before we left, he chose not to eat. But okay. There was nothing in the crib to eat. Really? Then, then what did I eat? How how am I, <laughs> why, why why am I not hungry if I didn't go out to eat? All right, so maybe maybe there was there was only like we only had like sandwiches we can make, but yeah. I did I had that the night before literally my last meal. I didn't want to eat that again. Okay, so and then we, everything we, else you had to like physically make, and we didn't physically make, and we didn't have time for that. So we dropped the Chick Fil A, bro. We're in the drive through. I'm like, what you want, bro? Bro, hollers about some. Just give me a spicy chicken sandwich. I'm like, what else? He was like, oh, that's it. Like, just the spicy chicken sandwich alone. Because that's all I needed. I don't and like em- eating too much before I have to record. I'm just saying, though, immediately it just smelled like poverty. Like, you don't have enough money to get the whole meal? Why are we going there, bro? <laughs> that's hate. That is hate, Am bro. Am I hating? Yes, that is hate because I'm that's hating. not even the issue. 
I didn't want to get a full meal because obviously after I but, eat, okay, for me, okay. sometimes after I eat a lot, I get tired. But my whole thing, let me give them a little more context from my end because you gave them context for yours. I didn't give context from, from my point of view. So I'm telling him because he said yesterday was his last day going out. So, <laughs> no, no. So I'm like, cool. So I'm like, bro, like, let's just go to the crib. There's food at this, like, the studio. Where's that? Let's just go get some food there. He's like, nah, like, I want some Chick Fil A. I'm like, bro, are you sure? Like, you said yesterday was your last day. He's like, yeah. So I'm cool. So cool. And then he proceeds to order just a chicken sandwich. I would have rather just went to the crib and got some food from the crib than just get a chicken, just a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. There's nothing wrong with that. And we there there was no guarantee that there was going to be any uh, food here. There would have been something. There's always the something here. There's always something here. But you, it's a hit or miss. You never know. And so like, I was like, since it's on the way, Chick-fil-A is on the way to the studio, let me go ahead and grab this sandwich real quick so I can have something like, you know what I mean, to put on my stomach before I record. But I just felt like we should just you should just ate here. That was my whole thing. There, there, there no, because you there was bro. You know, there's never food here. Barely, it's a hit or miss. No, no, you never it's know. not. It's not. And this is a realization I had to come to. It's not that there's never food here. It's just never food that we would prefer over other things. There's always food here. It's just, it's just <laughs> oh, we. Wow. It's just we. Mr. Pre- Mature, my it's bad. Just, it's just we prefer Chick Fil A. We prefer oh, whatever yeah. else is there. There's always food. I got you. You turn over a new leaf this year. Yeah, I'm a changed man. Right. I'm right. a new man, bro. Okay, what about that crock pot? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's, that diff- that's different. Food bro. Is, uh, that's different, no, bro. bro. I'm not that mature yet. I'm still 19. Maybe I feel like once you turn 25, that's when you accept the crockpot food. All right, bro. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Because I remember one day you literally walked into the crib when we we're still living in our in our parents' house. You walked into the crib, you saw the crockpot, and you walked straight <laughs> back out. <laughs> you didn't even take two steps in to go back, and you walked back out to go no, get fast food, bro. No, but it was about. I to, think you yeah. got rallies. It might have been something. Okay, that's okay. crazy, bro. You you have a track record of this, bro. For those who are listening, I don't want to like prolong this, but like Arby's was like first strike. So like we, I don't eat at rallies. You out. I don't eat at rallies anymore. I never really did. You had your face. All right, bro, let's get into you it. You had bro. your no, let's no, no, get no. Into it, You bro. had your face when you went no, to rallies every single night, bro. Let's get into it, bro. That's cool, bro. Y'all can't decide. I don't think getting just a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A is that crazy. That's where this whole Opposed debate started. Opposed to just getting food at the crib. Yeah, y'all let me know. Would y'all, would y'all have gone to Chick-fil-A or just got food at the crib? That's all I need to know. Yeah, I just feel like there's nothing wrong with that. It was only like 4 or $5. Like, why not take the hit? All right, it's I fine. don't call it hate and I call it accountability. W but anyway, so let's get into <laughs> it, man. We back for another Wednesday. And, yo, in honor of us having Caleb Gordon. Oh, man. Come well, we have his episode this dropping. Friday. His com- the conversation we had with him dropping this Friday. Oh. In order that you know for putting you on, we gotta come with some CG. So this is Rocky Road Part Two, Atlanta. To the road, get rocky again. I'm back in this thing, and I brought me a friend. Okay. I seen it, thought it could win. I throw up a prayer, it's gone with the wind. I'm okay. in the studio, locked in the gym. Verses they turn into hymns. I got my back, I get bored at the rim. I got my back. So I'm chillin' just like a massage like a what? I been beefin' with General Zod But I know that my General God Ain't no hook on this chillin' just not Ain't no book on this, I had to grind But the book from the Lord in my mind Know the world to get caught outside So I cook in my court inside It's a beat we gon' eat outside In the booth we got forks and knives I been eating my Lord in the skies And he knew way before my design Way before I would photo a pride okay, Take a picture, you'll see the disguise Ain't no fiction, the truth in the eyes Promise said that the lamb was mine I had to go 
That part with the beat change right there is crazy. <laughs> Whoever's, bro, I don't Whoever know if you produced, produced that. Uh, no, exactly. Crazy. Hold on. He sent me new lines. I had to relay him. Forgot him. I gotta resay The father of time. The mastery maker. The ultimate front. The alpha omega. The master of mine. The galaxy shaker. The one up above. Biggest creator. Okay. Bright light. Flashing. What? Rest out the tomb like I'm Lazarus. Hop on the beat, no spazzing. Got him in shot like anaphylactic. They want to party on crashing. When I pull up, I know shawty like that's him. Like with the source on tap. He really came hard for Aladdin. Rappers is Disney. Clean them up swiftly. Flows on cocaine. Flows on Whitney. I don't play no games. Better come get me. Use some of them trip Not a boy bigly. Furthers on what? Furthers on top flow. Shout out to TJ. Shout out to Wild. The way I move way. Must be a topo. I've been in the jam and I'm trying to get fat. Might hit the O. Pull up on CG. I say my piece and I dish it like Petrie. Yeah, I'm from Florida. When you need AC, when I say hover, I don't mean crazy. Hover like Rafa, hover like Nisi, hover like B. Ever since BC, when they can't pray, pray, devil gets CC. No. Yeah. 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 Nah, that's that's nah, that's the one. That's that, the one. That was a crazy verse. Putting you on this Put week. On. Rocky, to Rocky Road. Road Part 2. Go tune in. Caleb Gordon. Go tune in. Featuring, I feel his name's Lando, right? Yeah. Yeah, Lando. Because I remember the first time I saw that song, that was when he did the open verse challenge yeah, on TikTok. On Caleb TikTok. Gordon did for a Rocky Road. And then I remember seeing when Lando hopped on it, and I was like, it obviously went up. He had to get him on there. Verse was crazy. We actually talked about that in, in the episode. Uh, yep. Yeah, in the episode we did with him. So you'll hear about that y'all this hear, Friday. So that's coming this Friday. Also, you know, I had um, whenever I think we dropped Karen's episode, we had a few DMs of like, like, yo, two episodes, like, yo, no way or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I guess for those who still don't know, obviously getting alchemated to everything coming into the new year, coming into twenty twenty three. We are dropping two episodes how we come a in. week mm-hmm. for the rest of the year, um, every Wednesday and Friday. So I was be, you know, just stay looking out for that. Be prepared for that. I'm excited for it. We're having a lot more people on. Yep. Um, obviously, for the rest of the year, we got a lot more traveling to do to get a lot of people. So if you got anybody you want to hear, like, or you be excited for us to, like, you know, just have a sit-down conversation mm-hmm. with, definitely, like, hit us up and let us know. Also, we mentioned this in the last episode, but it was toward the end, and I forgot to mention that up front, but... Along with putting you on, you feel me, this, this, uh, the yeah. segment that we're adding, we also had another segment that we're, you know, basically incorporating a part of the, sh- to like a part of the show. Yep. We, uh, one of the big things that we wanted to focus on this year that we really didn't get to do as much last year is like really getting like everyone that listens to us and supports us every week to be a part of the show. We like, want to get y'all able involved. To, yeah, like yeah. to engage with you all, talk with you all as much as that we can. And so, yeah, so we have a new uh, uh, segment called Talk To me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yo, that's so crazy. That's so crazy. But um, new segment called Talk to Me, where literally you all can like um basically ask us like anything, any yep. type of like question. Like it can be like obviously like faith related, or like you just got like a situationship going on with like your boo, or like you know you got a problem with a friend, coworker, whatever it is, just life or anything lighthearted or fun that you want to ask exactly. us, like. Literally, you can um, either call and leave a voicemail or text 502-501-3444. Um, 
5144 so you can text or call that number uh you can leave it and at the end of every episode we're going to choose like at least right now at least one, one at least. out of all the ones that we get yeah. and we're going to like answer other questions so literally just leave your name and just like you know whatever question that you have you yeah. want us to like talk on or speak on and like we got you so whatever it is bro talk to us so you can text or call 502-501-5144 all the details about that are going to be like in the description on youtube and like all over like all the podcast yeah. apps so yeah definitely um yeah, yeah, just tap in with us because I'm really excited about that actually. So at too, the end of this man. episode, we're going to be doing one like the first, the first one of the one. year. Yeah, which I'm super hyped about. So yeah, I want everyone to know up front so you can participate in that because a lot of people have been asking like, "Yo, like we gonna do call-ins or whatever like that." So like, yeah. Oh, and also, yeah, you can either like text like your name and your question, or you can leave a voicemail like either or. I know we said that we're gonna prioritize like the voicemails or whatnot, but I know sometimes OD you don't want to do all that. So yeah, yeah. whatever. Text or call. It's easier. Um, again, the number is five zero two five zero one five one four four. So yeah. So that's pretty much it for like announcements and all that. But yeah, I'm ready to get it. You ready to get well, into it? We can do it, bro. Let's yes, go. sir. So look. For those who don't know, it's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. And you're now tuned in to the Justin from Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Of course, back for another week. We're here. Um, we had a really uh interesting, not I guess not really unexpected, but interesting start to twenty twenty three, or at least like the sure. first full week of twenty twenty three, like last uh this this past like kind of like seven like past few days, really. Um we went to a conference called uh enc Shout out so uh every nation and we went with like some of our best friends that had invited us to go and that was from i want to say like what the third through the fifth yeah we so, were we were in orlando yeah so we were in orlando florida and we actually stayed at like the what disney springs oh, the, like yeah. on like the resort or whatnot disney which Hotel was like super Florida. nice so that's what really like all last week looked like for us and yeah so for the most part this episode we're going to be talking about like that conference what mm -hmm. we got from it because we had like a really great experience um and then just gained a lot like from Most all definitely. the messages that we Most heard definitely. and even the people we were able to like interact with encounter and it was just absolutely amazing oh yeah and, and so really shout out everyone that we were able to meet Most there definitely it literally felt like the majority of people who listen to us <laughs> like we're in the room I'm we were saying. stopped so many times uh, we were able to like literally get pictures with a lot of people, mm -hmm. talk to you all about like what brought you to the conference, just hearing your stories and all that. So that was really amazing. So yeah. shout out each and every person that came up and just like show love, like the encouraging words, like always mean the world and be able to like see everyone like it's, in person. Like I said, different. like it is happening this year, like the live yeah. show, like being able to see everyone in person was like just amazing and really did it for us. Cause like initially, I think the conference we were. Um, we were planning on when did we first initially like get everything together, like the plan and all that. Like, how long ago was that when we said we were going to be here? Oh, some months back. This was this was um, I want to say like three four months ago. It got brought up to us. Yeah, so like our good friends, they go to a church called Bethel World Outreach, and like their young adult ministry, um, is basically like ENC, which is like uh, stands for like Every Nation yeah. Campus. That's focused on like evangelism, like on college campuses and things like that. And so this conference was like a bigger part of that collective, essentially, um, like their uh, young adult like ministry and things like that. And so it's one that they hold every single year at different locations. Mm -hmm. And so this year it was in Orlando, Florida, and this is their, our friend's first year being at that church. So this was their first experience, yeah. like going to the conference and they're like, yo, you all have to be there. Like we hear all these great things. It's absolutely amazing. And so like, we were like, yeah, of course, like we're, let's, we're let's make it happen. Yeah. And so, you know, as a, 
at the time approach, like we already had everything registered and all that, but like we just like were super busy. Mm. Yeah. Like with like trying to like it wasn't looking good. Yeah, it was not like <laughs> trying to get the merch together and then like dropping the first episode of the year, yeah. finishing editing and all that. And so really like about a week beforehand, like we were kind of about to just like call it yeah. and just like pack it up. We, we were like, I don't go. think we're going to make it. Mm-mm. We just have way too much on our plate. And like if we were there, we'd have to work the entire time. Like it would like I know like how much benefit it would really add if we were actually there. Yeah. And so. You know, as it, as it gets closer or whatever, we kind of, like, talk through it, like, with our friends or whatever. And, like, it's like, well, like, you know, we already committed. Yeah. We already bought, like, the tickets and all that. So, like, we might as well go. Exactly. And so, and also one thing that really did it is the fact that we had to drive, like, really, like, really 15 hours low-key. It was 15? Well, because we, so we had to drive from here. We, we're in Louisville oh, to Nashville right. to meet them. And we, we took, like, a 15-passenger van down to Orlando from Nashville. Yo, let me tell y'all, I'm a sleeper during road trips, so I slept the whole time. It felt, I was probably awake for only, like, three of those hours. Yeah, so, like, then I'm thinking about the road trip, and I'm like, dang, like, I don't <laughs> even know if I'm, like, feeling it like that. Like, but we, we end up, like, you know, sticking through with the commitment. Yeah. So, like, we get to Nashville and whatnot. We, like, literally finished recording the first episode here Monday. We leave. Monday, on Monday night, yeah. right? We record the episode, then we leave for Nashville that same night. And then that Tuesday, so last Tuesday, we wake up like mm-hmm. really early in the morning, like five, four or five a.m., and we leave out for Orlando. Yep. And so during this entire time, I'm like, like I'm, ex- I'm, I ain't gonna say right. excited. <laughs> I'm not necessarily excited. I'm just like, I'm, I'm. I can't even say present. I'm just there, to be honest. You're just like there. I'm just there. I'm whatever like, happens, happens. No, for the most part, I'm like, okay. okay, I made the commitment. Let's just see where it goes. Yeah. I'm not really. Ha- I don't have really too much expectation. I'm not coming into it with like right, right, right. anything. It's kind of like I'm just tagging along because i i made the commitment like, i was the same it. way and it kind of felt like a lot of things leading up to it was just like like this ain't gonna be good i remember on the way on the drive down there it was raining really bad because there was like a storm going through like nashville at the time or that area and like i couldn't see the lines on the road like i got scared <laughs> no for real like it was raining bad so it's like there's a bunch of stuff leading up to it that's happening like okay bro like yeah, it was. I'm just here. <laughs> yeah, there was just like one thing after another leading up to the conference that was like it felt like it was pushing like signs to tell us no, like yeah. don't go, like it's, this is not the one. And so like we eventually like get in the van and all that Tuesday morning, and yeah, I was exhausted because I stayed up all night. I think like editing and like finishing stuff, and we got in pretty late. And so like I stayed asleep the entire time. But we stopped at this one gas station. I don't know if it was, it was in Georgia. It was called Bucky's. You talking about Bucky's? <laughs> Bucky's was fire. Bucky's, like, so this gas station had, I want to say, literally, like, I don't know, like, 70 to 80, like, gas pumps. Crazy. It was insane. And then, like, the actual store, like, of, like, the gas station was, like, a small, like, grocery store. Like, yeah, a Kroger or, like, Walmart clothes. or something like that. Then they had clothes. They had, like, like actual food they yeah, made. Yeah, food, food, yeah. Yeah, like a little... um. I don't know, like restaurant, like a small it restaurant crazy. in there. It was like cooking it right in front of you. Yeah, it was it was, crazy. It was, it was crazy. insane. So that, I guess that was a highlight of that. Then we eventually got to the conference um, that day around like seven, and we went to the first session. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was worth it. I was like, this is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely, of course. At the end of it, even like after the first night, I was like, I needed to be here mm-hmm, for sure. Like. Um, it definitely exceeded like my expectation of like what I thought it was going to be and like just how much I was like poured into from like all the messages and like things that I heard. And so it was like a 10 out of 10 experience. I'm glad that like, we just kind of like pushed through all of that and decided to get through it. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, we got so much from it. That was like the backstory context for everything. We well, got so know. much from it. Yep. It was just like we had to really just like come here and just kind of like talk about like biggest things, takeaways, and all that. Yeah, for sure. And I think even on top of just the messages, I feel like it's always good just being around like like minded people, especially people your age, because you don't really see it a lot. So when you're a room of what like thousands of people, it's always really encouraging. So on top of the messages being very timely just being surrounded by that community was also very it was a good start of the year start started off the year right um i think throughout the entire conference there was a lot of things god was like confirming for me or i guess um giving confirmation for things he had kind of been reiterating to me towards the end of last year and it was kind of like the the cherry on top was 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 what this conference was for me i think one of the biggest things i got from it was um I guess really this one line that this guy said that I thought was really good. He said, the gospel isn't about your emotions, but it's about your devotion. Um, And basically this whole sermon was talking about, you know, detaching your emotions from it. It's not about how you feel or if you feel like doing it. It's about being devoted. It's about, you know, despite how you feel, despite outside circumstances. um, And that was really good for me because God had been reiterating to me the importance of living a fasted life. And I think sometimes we look at fasting like it's supposed to be a periodical thing, like a here and there thing when it's supposed to be something we're doing every day because the whole nature of fasting is just you crucifying your flesh and your own desires and like submitting to God's will and what he wants. You know what I mean? Um, and something else that was specifically you know, pointed out to me, which is how the little things matter um, when it comes to living a fasted life. For example, for me, I had gone to a restaurant in Disney Springs during one of the sessions, and it was it was this is a silly <laughs> example, but I had I wanted a, I wanted a Coke, but someone was like, "Bro, I should, I should get a water instead." So I I poured out the Coke and I got a water. So the I've noticed that in terms of living a fasted life, but you did get the Coke. No, no, I got the water. I poured out the Coke and I got water. But you got the Coke. Oh, initially, yes. <laughs> and this, initially, I went for the Coke and I was like, "Wait, it was full. It was filled up." I was like, "Nah," I poured it out and then I I put some water in it. Um, but my point being something I've noticed with living a faster life and really being devoted to God is the little things matter. Um, cause, cause when you live out your entire day, creating the habit of catering to your flesh, obviously it's going to be really hard to get home and read your Bible. Like, does that make sense? When I go out into my day and I'm, I'm just feeding my flesh, I'm doing whatever I want to, I want to go to Chick-fil-A. I want to get this. I want to get some ice cream. I want to do this. I want to do that. If I'm catering to my flesh the entire day when I get home, obviously it's going to be really hard to cater to my spirit and read or do the things that I should be doing. So in that sense, the little things add up. So the little things like, oh, I got food at the crib, it's Chick-fil-A. Oh, maybe I should just go get food at the crib. You're trying to throw a shot right now, I'm bro. Not- <laughs> what? <laughs> What? No, it was a no. It was the first example that came to mind because I love yeah, Chick-fil-A. You dropping Chick Fil A mad right my now? My fault, bro. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> my fault. But yeah, my point being that little things matter when it comes to living a fasted life. Um, and that is one of the main things I felt like I got from this conference. It's just the importance of that. Um, because a lot of us we say we want to get closer to God, but our actions aren't saying the same thing. It's like, bro, you got to really crucify that flesh in every aspect. And sometimes we use the the um. The excuse of oh that's that's just religion like I can I can I can get this coke like it's fine and it's like it's not that drinking the coke is going to make you any further from God but it's not going to get you any closer to Him either that was the that was the mindset shift I had to I had to have because I was always like well this coke ain't gonna hurt me like God ain't gonna be mad at me for going to Chick Fil A he's not but it's just a matter of how close do you want to be 
So the little things matter. The little things add up. So that was one of the biggest things I got from this conference that kind of launched me into this year of, you know, becoming God's dwelling place because I said that was my word for the year. So, yeah, so I think kind of so when it comes to living, like you said, a fasted life and really crucifying your flesh like daily mm-hmm. within like every decision, I think what you're saying, like everything you're saying is like spot on. And whenever it, it comes to like even the whole like Chick-fil-A and like Coke example, it ranges like far beyond that in the sense that like you said, it's not necessarily like, yo, like, is this a sin or like, is yeah. this right or wrong? It's like, yo, is this pushing me closer to God? That's so like in is. that example, it's like, okay, when it comes to, of course, like understanding like, yo, like our body is like the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is something I've actually been convicted on in terms of the way that I'm treating my body yeah. and like keeping up with like my health, my diet, right. and even exercise, understanding that fact, and then obviously making decisions that are aligned with like, okay, like I want to like, obviously like be healthy, be in a position where, like, I have a body that's, like, a like available to, like, yep. be used by God exactly. in every way. And so, like, that goes into the whole Coke example and, like, when it comes to, like, Chick-fil-A, not exactly. just, like, just generally speaking. But also, and I think we said this before, but the fact that uh, love is what you do in spite of what you feel. So if we're talking about, like, God and obviously in terms of, like, a relationship, if there's love present, on both ends, of course, understanding, of course, like God loves us yeah. and always loved us first and chases after us with that love every single day. And we are saying that we reciprocate that and that he's our Lord, like mm-hmm. our father and one that we're submitted to. And then with that being the premise of it, if we're saying like love, it's what like, like exactly what I said, it's what you do in spite of how you feel. Yep. And so, okay, like I may not necessarily want to like, sacrifice this and or give up that or take time away from this thing that like really caters to like my desire here Mm -hmm. but because of the love I have for him in spite of how I feel I still say yes Mm -hmm. and so I definitely think I was just thinking about that as you said that that was good yeah I think I for me I just had to really simplify it because I was overcomplicating it for me I just had to chalk it up to it's it's a it's a nine times out of ten it's usually my flesh versus God's or or what I want to do versus what he wants to do so I need to create a habit of letting go of what I want to do on a daily basis. So that's really that's really what it what I chalked it up to for me, just to simplify living a fasted life. But and the, I mentioned how it was really encouraging just being around a lot of like minded people. And with that, one of the other things I felt like it was more of like a conviction that I felt was just about how I feel like I've been a, very passive in uh I guess my evangelism or in in what that looks like. Um, and I think one of, I guess I'd call it activation. I got, I got activated during this conference and it really just lit up a fire under me to be more like intentional about evangelizing, about spreading the name of Jesus and the gospel. Um, I think I was using leading with my life as a scapegoat for a long time. Um, and, you know, I was living the right way, but I wasn't necessarily stepping out we talked about that in uh which ep- you remember what episode that was last like, week last week we talked about like stepping out um and that was just i got really convicted about that at this conference because at ENC they're very huge about stepping out um and that's their whole thing every nation's campus they're about planting churches in all parts of the world you know and they were talking about different 
missions trips and a lot of different things and it just really convicted me to be more hands-on um and, and not be so passive and just kind of just sitting back and letting everyone else do it right you are the you are the answer that you're looking for um so that was that was another big thing for me at the conference it really convicted me in that way but um those are really the two main takeaways i got from the conference yeah no that was so everything was just so timely like with like you said with even like uh enc they're just huge on when it comes to like evangelism and just like fulfilling like the great commission so like that was really the focal point of a lot of the messages and especially like the ending of it of taking the moments that we had and not keeping in there exactly like the moments that you we experienced god and like he was so present <clears throat> he was so present and real and the things that we had like bit uh that were poured into us making sure that we're being intentional about like, pouring that out mm-hmm. that next monday when we get back on campus back and home. we are yep. like at back home at our jobs with our coworkers, with our friends and our family and so that was literally just added confirmation to what we had literally just talked about last week yeah. with that whole situation that happened. And one big thing that the whole conference just like highlighted for me, and I know a lot of people went to Passion and definitely probably can like relate to this as well, is the fact that I think that there's like specific things that can only be accessed in like certain rooms. Mm-hmm. And one thing that was highlighted to me was like just the importance of like corporate worship oh, yeah. and just being in the room. Right. What you were saying earlier when it comes to having that mean like thousands of people, young adults, your age on one accord when it comes to literally like worshiping God and like mm-hmm. provoking him to come into a room and having that desperation, that vulnerability and that just pursuit of him. Like, there's just something in that room that God has to answer and he has to show up, like, yeah. no matter, like, what it is. And so yeah. having that that experience, which is something that I've experienced before, I've been in those type of rooms, but I definitely hadn't encountered in a really, really long time, uh, especially, like, when, like, within, like, the past, like, six to eight months, like, ending 2022 wasn't something that I never, I really, like, had come in contact with like as frequently as like I needed to. And so that was just a highlight or like just a a reminder to me of like what that type of room really does. Mm -hmm. And so, and really the only way that I could explain it to people who like weren't there or maybe have not experienced it before is the fact that it was literally, it felt like heaven on earth. Exactly. Like just sitting there, just listening, listening yep. when like the music's off and like we're just all in one accord, just like singing like acapella, like yep. to whatever it was. It literally felt like, you know, like we're just in heaven and like mm-hmm. worshiping God, like mm-hmm. everyone just like, you know what I mean? In unison. And so I thought that was amazing. And in that room, you would be remiss not to come with expectation because when it comes to whether that be like healing, that be deliverance, or you petitioning God for something you're seeking him in faith, that's where those things are definitely met and answered. Yeah. And so you never want to come before the throne like empty handed, mm-hmm. you know, and not at least like in like that expectation or faith of knowing God has the ability to do something special in a moment in your life and so that was highlighted for me because just hearing 
I mean, seeing it firsthand, tangibly, like, in the room and then hearing the testimonies of, like, people and, like, what had happened, like, in that space of, like, worship, like, just actually worshiping him was, like, amazing. And so <clears throat> that was huge, just being in the room and realizing that. And a part of that, of, like, that just being in the room, another big thing that, like, just took out to me, this is going to sound goofy, but it's the fact that, like, um, I was about to say. no, no, it's the fact that, like God is God, <laughs> like God is real, mm. and it's like, well, like duh, like it's not like why right, we're here, right, why right, we're right, sitting right. in front of these cameras and behind this mic. It's like you didn't know that beforehand, like you know, like I knew that, and I think sometimes we like we obviously understand that and acknowledge it, but yeah. don't always like fully recognize that He just doesn't, He's not just real, but He like really desires to be real to us. Mm. Like to us, like personally, to each individual mm-hmm. personally, he wants to be real, like to us. And so, like, so when we talk about him being a relational God, like he wants to be engaged in like every detail of our lives. Yeah. And that was something that I've I've known before, I've recognized before, but definitely the latter part of twenty twenty two just had not acknowledged as much as I needed to. Yeah. And I literally had just forgot. And I, like, went out on my own making decisions apart from him and not thinking because I had lost that belief or faith that, yo, like, he wanted to be included in that. Exactly. And so I mentioned that because off of the point of, like, yo, like, seeing what he did in a room of his, like, corporate worship, there was just, like, so many testimonies of people being, like, healed, people being delivered Mm -hmm. and touched, like, Mm -hmm by his presence like this the tangible presence of God and it just reiterated and like brought back to my attention that yo like he wants to like he's here and he hears the cries of his people like sometimes you can think that you praying like literally like on your way to work in yeah. your car while you're walking working out listening to something while you're reading the word and sometimes you can feel as if yo maybe this is falling on deaf ears mm-hmm. even if you've seen him show up before you can still, like, you know, have those moments of doubt. Mm -hmm. And seeing him show up, like, for others, as much as he did for myself, just, like, you know, reignited my faith. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, that was powerful. And so just seeing that, and not even to get into, like, you know, the epistemology or, like, theological debates on, like, whether you believe in certain things or not, because, like, we have, like, a whole spectrum of Christians that, like, listen to us. Mm -hmm. But, like, just seeing people literally just, like, being like healed and delivered from like literally like depression, like anxiety, physical illness, and even just like trauma they have experienced or gone through, like experiencing the joy of the Lord and that weight being lifted off them. That was like just powerful. Like they had encouraged people even like after services that they felt comfortable to go and like tell the testimony of like what God had like done for them, like in service and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, they had at the end of the conference played a video of like some people's like testimonies yeah. and whatnot. And the one night that really like just went crazy was like the second night. It was like third, was it Wednesday night? I, I believe so. So it was Wednesday night. So we yeah. had the first session Tuesday night. Yep. And then we had a session in the morning on Wednesday. And then we had another session night. Wednesday night. And Wednesday night is when like 
God. I mean, he showed up every oh, night, yeah. but like it's when the presence was heavy and like people were getting healed and like prophesying and all of that. Yep. And literally in this video, like you were just hearing people who like there was one one young lady she had, I guess I don't know there was something in her ear. Yeah, and I, I'm not gonna get all the details right. Something in her ear. I don't know if there was like eardrum that had bust or something like that, and just left her with like an impairment where she really couldn't hear. I think it was her one of one of her ears, her left ear, I think. And a few years ago, she said in this testimony she was giving that someone had prayed for her, for her like her ear to be healed, yeah. and nothing happened. But literally, she had in like hindsight, she had realized that like that person was planting the seed, seed. for her to be fully recovered and healed yep. that night. And yep. she literally said she could like after the service, she was healed, mm-hmm. and that was powerful because during the service, I also should mention this: someone had come up and was prophesying and literally calling out people who were dealing with certain things and saying that like, God's healing you. And mm-hmm. during like he was as he was speaking, he said that there was someone who like that. couldn't hear he said that. out of their ear and like mm-hmm. he said God is healing you right now. Yep. He went on and on with like all these different examples of people that were dealing with things. And there was even someone who they had an issue with I don't know if there was di- their digestive system or something in their stomach, some medical con- condition they had. And I don't think they could eat solid food. Or something like that, or they couldn't like eat for like years, like yeah. solid food for years. Yeah. And in like this testimony video, there was someone who said that that was them that he was talking to. Mm-hmm. And literally, after that service, for the first time in years, he ate like he said he had like this fat cheeseburger with like <laughs> fries. And like he had like literally, that was the first time in years he had yeah. been able to eat like that. And the list goes on with like just examples and like literally even during that video like i was just really felt like just the heart of god yeah and like what he was just like saying so loud he's like yo like i'm present Mm -hmm. i'm here and i want to be engaged and like what your struggle and what people have going on like he's not distant like i I just want you just have to invite me in exactly jeez he just wants to be invited in man and so i think that's really actually (laughs) Now that I'm saying it, one of the biggest things that I got is the fact that like he's at the door. He just really wants to be invited wants in. Wants to be invited, and then he can he can touch everything and anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the big things um, that happened in the room because of people's expectation of everyone being on one accord is the fact that that type of desperation from that many people invited him in. Yep, invited him in. Invited him in. It, invited him in and he created an atmosphere where he could rest and so he did what only he could do and it was absolutely amazing and so yeah i had on my list another thing another thing was like just the miracle signs and wonders that happened um which were absolutely insane and so that was huge and then another part was like i said like the testimonies i think one thing that you know I, i say all the time but i think i really understood the power of for the very one of the very first times of my life was like the power of your testimony yeah. and what God had brought you through because we can debate theolog- uh, the theology all day we can debate apologetics of like who's right who's wrong right. but no one can take away what God did for you you can't there's no room to debate that you can't and so that fact within itself is just extremely powerful because, yo, like, okay, like, you may not necessarily believe or you may have doubts in the validity of the scriptures yeah. or, like, this aspect of the Bible or this part, but, like, you can't debate the fact that, yo, there was someone who was dealing with depression, 
that almost wanted to take their life last week and left a room which joy they never experienced and a new purpose to live mm-hmm. right you we can debate like all can't these things of history and other religions but like you can't debate that someone literally walked in with can't. like an impairment in their ear and walked out and could completely hear like we can debate like all these different things yeah. time frames and like hermeneutics but like you can't debate the fact that you're know, like someone literally had cancer and literally walked out completely healed like mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the power of your testimony was set free by the blood of a lamb and the power of our testimony. And that verse was made so real to me. Like this past conference, hearing people like what God did for them Mm -hmm. uh, in the room and also um, what God had like just brought people from. Because like during some of the sessions, some people like a part of like the ENC like collective that I've been like a part of like their campus ministries and things like that had talked about how they got in contact with uh, ENC and like how like God had really like changed our life mm. since coming in contact with ENC and like how they got saved and brought to God and all of that. And just hearing those stories, it was just like, it was just powerful. And like, really? you just, you can see, you just can see that's where God is. Yeah. I think sometimes we always we I underestimate that like he's mm. there and that like it is really a testament of who he is and what he's done like that is his proof and sometimes that's all you need to like literally evangelize and give to somebody and sometimes we can overthink that most definitely and so that was huge oh and also I don't know why I just wanted to mention this because this video <laughs> was crazy but there was this one girl in the video right yeah and she said Literally the first line of it, and I was trying to find it, but they don't have uh, oh, any don't of have the sermons either. out yet or anything like that, or the recap of like the testimonies. But she said the first line of it was like, before this conference, I didn't even think I was religious. Mm-hmm. She said, I only came here because I really love like my great friends that were a part of like ENC and this collective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like it, it cuts like a few different people, then it came back to her, and she said, um and last night I accepted God as like mm. my Lord and Savior and I was like we went crazy yeah. like it was like it the was whole room nuts <laughs> like I'm about to cry I'm like oh my goodness Man, I, um but it, it's yo. it's a part of what it what that it's a part of being in the room and what that mm. does and how that changes people like that tangible presence of God and also I want to add like and it's not something and that's something you can access like at any point like it doesn't yeah. just have to be like in these settings of thousands of people now of course like there's something different about it that is, type of environment but it's still something you can access at any point at any moment but that was i i had to mention that like with everything that i learned and highlighted because that was that was stupid i think for me hearing the testimonies one of the craziest parts was just there was always one person like in every single testimony that you heard like not everyone, but for most of them, of the testimonies that you heard about, this is who I was, this is who I am now. They always talked about how there was this one person that, like, guided me, that led me, that was an example for me. Specifically, that one girl in that video, how she was like, I, I only came here for my friends. You know what I mean? And I ended up meeting God. That really encouraged me to come back and be that for someone else. Like, you, you under sometimes we underestimate ourselves or really we underestimate God and how he can use us. It really takes one conversation, like. It could take one conversation. It could take one word. It could take one compliment. You know what I mean? Like someone is one conversation away from, you know, meeting meeting God and really developing that relationship. That was one of the 
biggest things that was highlighted to me in the testimonies was just like you can be that person type of thing. No, that's a fact. That's what I'm saying. And that was the because one of the first messages that we heard is the fact that this conference is really for two different reasons. For like some people, it's for salvation mm-hmm. that may have not encountered God or made Him the Lord of their life yet. And then the second one is for people who may have known God, been walking for a while, but need that activation to another mm-hmm. level, a next step, or a deeper revelation of him. Yeah. And so that was definitely like the activation part of, for me, is the fact that the testimonies, that was a part of testimonies that were so powerful, yeah. is that it was like either it was a one individual or a group of people yeah. that highlighted like, yo, like, it, you started literally thinking, and I think everyone was kind of in the same type of... Mm, like like spirit or mindset in this it's like yo you heard everyone talking you started thinking about like everyone around you that you come in contact with that that could be them mm-hmm. like in terms That's of like I'm that saying. that could you you're supposed to be the person mm-hmm. that is reaching out to them being that light and that example that exactly. gives them the opportunity to accept God mm-hmm. and there's another part that um so one of the speakers came up and he's I think the leader, not not necessarily the leader, maybe one of the founders and or a big integral part of like ENC and the whole movement, yep. the collective. And he's a disciple like a lot of the leaders and people that like are part of the, the whole organization. And he was basically saying that while he was in college, there was this one dude that I think he was like the drug dealer of like the dorm. Yeah. And he was like obviously heavily involved and just like. I guess just like that criminal activity and like just way off like in like a different lifestyle yeah. apart from like where this uh speaker was speaker was in at the time. And of course the speaker was like really involved, like just in on, on campus and like very outspoken about his faith and really known for it. And I think that he said that he never really he knew this guy, he saw him, but he never really like wanted to like not necessarily didn't want to approach him but didn't think maybe he wanted to like have to hear what he had to say yeah and then one day i think he said he got convicted or he was like in it i don't know was i don't know how it happened they eventually crossed paths or he got convicted like talk to him and speak to him and then literally before i think he said anything the uh the dude said he started bawling and he said i've been waiting for you to like share the gospel with me or like talk to me talk to me and like that was like yeah. that was the, that was the point. Like yeah. that story within itself was like so powerful. Of like, there are people literally waiting on you. Yeah, which we've talked about before here. Like, and so yeah, I mean the entire and, thing was just insane. And God, <clears throat> and God is so intentional. The way He works is so crazy. Because right after all all of this, right after we i really understood the importance of testimony like i i feel very similar about you in that way when we heard all the testimonies like it really hit different and then on the ride back home um everyone went around in the van because we mentioned how we all drove in a van it was a group of people and we all shared like our two-minute testimony and um when i shared mine it was so weird because it's like i shared it and i know my testimony but for some reason as i was sharing it like i started like realizing little things about my own testimony that I hadn't really noticed before. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, so I think God was showing me that, like, your testimony isn't even just for other people. It's also for yourself in the way that God will can even begin to reveal or even if it's just a reminder. Like, I, can, I couldn't even remember the last time I shared my testimony <clears throat> before that moment. Mm. So it was it was just a reminder for me of, like, God really 
did that because we can we can go through we can he go really through our that. whole lives like day to day and like we don't we're not deliberate about remembering oh two years we ago for, we can forget we can forget so when you're sharing your testimony and you're intentional about that with other people you're also reminding yourself of like the goodness of god and what he's brought you through right and where you were because like i'd be looking because after that i really sat in the car i'm like, was I'm like bad. i was looking back <laughs> on like where i was you was down year high school bad and i'm like dang how did i forget that so that was what was highlighted to me about the testimony piece was it's not just for other people it's for yourself right so it's like it's weird. It's like as you're helping others, you're helping yourself. And then also, what did you say? Because you talked about it um, earlier today. You yeah. said that you said, of course, like your testimony isn't always for other people. It's for other people. It also yeah. can help you because it can help you like break change or something like that. What else? Did you right. Uh, the more you talk about it, the less power it has over you. Mm. And I was Speak even I, I was even thinking about when you think about when you go to the doctor any or not the doctor anytime someone has a traumatic experience one of the first places they're suggested to go to is what therapy a psychiatrist whatever the case may be because like even science understands that like um not even science because i don't want to make it seem like they they science and the bible don't go together but they always suggest that you go talk to someone about it because they understand the more you talk about it the more it, you'll begin to heal right and i think that is what a testimony is the more you speak about what you got brought from, the more you speak about what you're dealing with, the less power that has over you, right? Because sometimes you can feel like you're chained in that. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've I've felt that before. I feel like I've been chained in certain things that I was going through, but the moment that I spoke about it, it felt like the chains were broken. So the testimony helps you in that way as well when you're sharing that. It like it it breaks that chain off of you. You know what I mean? No, yeah. It there's there's so much power when it comes to like uh confession. There's yeah. like literally just like so much is like biblical science and like even I feel like a theology on like what that is and what it looks like. And it's such a full circle moment because even at Passion last year, the conference that we went I to forgot about that. There was a moment yeah. um where yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we talked about it, but there was a moment where we were um, challenged to, like, get in a group of people and mm-hmm. literally just confess what we had been struggling with. Yeah. And, like, the freedom that I feel like everyone felt after Crazy. giving that confession. <coughs> Dang. Dang. <laughs> was that Chick-fil-A, bro? Um, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the freedom... I feel like people just experience after giving that confession, like in the entire room, you just felt weight. Yep, just lift it, lift off, man. And so, full circle moment because with even testimonies, I think um, what we learned this year at this conference that was just another big highlight. And even for me, because yeah, we gave our two minute was it two minute miracle, our two minute right. miracle. That's what it was. So for context, two minute miracle is essentially like an evangelism tool. So whenever you're presenting somebody with the gospel or you're talking about God, it is you explaining to them like what your life looked like before Jesus. Um, and essentially what it looks like now after meeting him. And so it's basically yep. your testimony in a short period of time. Cause sometimes may- people have like yeah. a tendency to like maybe ramble or go maybe on about on, like all this crazy stuff. So you just condense it to about like two minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's what the story that you share with people that you come in contact with. So we were all like practicing that and in the car, like Jordan was saying. And so, yeah, even when I, I was saying mine, it was like the same sentiments of just like, dang, it re- remembrance like a very like somber moment and then also like it was like 
so much like freedom again yeah and saying it because you realize dang there may have been some stuff that like you may have not necessarily swept under the rug but may have not been as vocal about mm -hmm. and just like saying it and put it out there like just you know the feeling i got you ever just hear a old song from like back in middle school and it's just like feels so good to hear it that's how that's what it reminded me of when i when i said it out loud it, that same exact feeling it was like it just reminded me so it was just like a really good reminder so i thought that was good and one more thing that and this might seem kind of random but this is just like one little thing i got from one of the messages is like we need to, or let me just say I, because this was something I got convicted about. I got convicted to start, like, praying over people instead of just praying for them. Um, I think sometimes we say, like, I'll pray for you, and we, like, go behind closed doors, and we do pray for them. But I think there's just a different type of power when you're praying, like, with them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not when you leave the room, not when you leave the call, but, like, praying for them before you go. Um, I just think there's a different type of power when you're when you do that. I don't remember what it was that made me think that, but um, I think it was just a part of that, like inviting God in and the whole importance of like, you know, where two or three gather. I think that that is a very vital part of that. So that's just one more little tip, tidbit, small, small thing I learned. So where where that come from? Did you feel like you did that? Um that's what it was yeah that's honestly what it was we at, we went around there was a moment in one of the services where uh us and our friends we went around and we prayed for people um and that kind of highlighted that for me like there's a different type of importance about that it wouldn't have been the same if i just sat in my seat saw the guy and prayed for him in my head like yes god answers prayers but I, there's just a different type of power and i think even like impartation when you're like laying hands on people and when you're like with them in that moment praying with them so that was really what set it off for me is when we went around praying for people. Yep. No, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, all of that. So I mean, that was really just the conference, to be honest, our biggest takeaways. I think there was a lot in that that we wanted to share. I mean, the biggest thing really going back to just the power of testimony and not being like afraid or shying away from like what God's done for you or in your life at all. Yeah. And so I think that really be like the biggest point of like this entire like talk and this episode of like, yo, being encouraged in that. And also not just sharing or being transparent about what God brought you from, like before the cross, before the blood or like before you gave your life to him, but also the things that you struggled with as you started to walk with him. Yeah. So I think that's a whole nother thing, mm -hmm. which I don't think we got time to get into because we already pushing time. But that is a whole nother thing. What like an updated testimony? An updated testimony. Yep. Because there's always a new one. There always. And then, right? There's always this misconception, or rather, these perceptions of like people when they give their life to God. I'm talking about in our community, like yeah. Christian to Christian, of like, dang, like they've walked in so much just righteousness and holiness and the sanctification but not realizing that there's still like temptation and struggles that may have come along the way. Yeah. And so like there may have been times where you've like gone maybe gone back to and or taken steps yep. back yep. into X, but like, you know, God's always been good to like take you out of those pits like mm -hmm. again and again and again. again. And so he said, do it again, God do it again. And so like being honest and real with that, that was also big. Cause like, you know, I feel like I have, I myself have like two different testimonies oh, yeah, in terms of sure. like, 
what happened before God and then while I was walking with him things that like I went back to that mm-hmm. he still like was gracious enough to deliver me from because he's that good and so like being like transparent with that as well I think is key for like everyone's like deliverance and really like your growth and your faith and like continue to walk with God because mm-hmm. that can like hold you back and keep you stagnant and so yeah, the biggest thing, the biggest lesson, and I guess the title of this is, like, just invite him in. Invite him in. Um, are you taking ENT over passion? Am I instigating? Maybe there's no need, bro. I'm instigating? There's no need. But invite him in. <laughs> invite him in. I'm trying to get to the nitty gritty. Definitely, like, invite invite him in. I'm trying to get to the T. My fault. Invite him in, bro. Invite him in. Invite Y'all, him in. Invite that him. is, like, the biggest thing of, like, I guess, really the highlight of all, all of it. It's, yeah. like... In every part of like your conversation, your discussion, your walk, um, yeah, just invite him invite in. Him in so man. yeah, that's what this episode's about. I just we just had to talk about the conference because it was too fire. It was. It was, it, it was a must. It was a must. Needed yeah. So too. shout out to everyone that was there that oh, we yes. met and talked to. Shout that was literally out, amazing. And then also uh, everyone that went to Passion too. Hope everyone like Hope y'all had loved an amazing it. time and. I think Jackie O'Perry was there. Shout out her. Yeah, like with with safe and just like enjoyed it and we're able to like get a lot from it. We um we went last year. A lot of people like hitting us up, like, yo, like are you coming this year? Where you at? And like you obviously we were in Orlando and we're able to like yeah. to make it and whatnot. But hope everyone enjoyed their time. And of course, like, you know, if you've never experienced or been to a conference or anything like that, definitely encourage you to get into the room um, to whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be like one of these conferences like ENC or Passion if you can't make that. Like anything that may happen like locally that you know that's like, yeah, notable that like you can align with or whatnot. Get like a group of friends like and find a way just to get in the room because I definitely, those are like just definitely life-changing moments. So definitely, man. Yes. But what? That's it for that. You feel what I'm saying? We got to get into this new segment. Let's go. First one of the year. Let's go. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. So, like, we're going to get into this new segment. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we had someone that called in. Well, they didn't call in. actually sent a text. Yeah. And so I was going through it. I was like, yo, this would be a great one, kind of like to start off the year. And mm-hmm. I thought, like, there was a lot in this that could be, like, relatable to a lot of different people that may be in the same situation. So like, this is perfect. Um, and her name is Carly. So she starts with a message that, hey, Darren and Jordan, first off, I just want to say how blessed I am to have found your podcast. You both have been nothing short of inspiring as I continue in this journey of pursuing the Lord. You both are simply changing many lives. So keep it up. Much love. We appreciate you, Carly. Thank you for that encouragement. So here's where we get into everything. She says, my boyfriend and I broke up around eight months ago. It truly hurt me as I was, it was not what I necessarily wanted. However, now that I've had the time to come to terms with it, I've been struggling to comprehend how to take my next step. Let me explain. I feel like I'm getting into a spot where I'm ready to get to know other guys, but am I supposed to be reaching out to guys, going on apps, putting myself out there, or am I supposed to sit back and let God fully take the will? Here's my thing. I've had many friends tell me, you can't mess up God's plan, but I would argue that in the past, I sure have. That's real. (laughs) For example, I've gotten into two romantic relationships that ultimately left me feeling empty and hopeless. Therefore, I have such a big fear of getting into another relationship that God didn't intend to happen in the first place. So do I put myself out there or just let God handle it and let, excuse me. So do I put myself out there or let God handle it and let the guys come to me? We'll love to to hear your input on it. So, yeah, 
that's the gist of it. Essentially, getting ready to get back into, I yeah. guess, somewhat of the dating scene, pursuing romantic relationships. I've had experiences in the past where like, you've gone down the wrong route, chosen the wrong person outside of God's will. And so you have like this fear of like maybe it not being, you know, ordained or like, you know, he's like, uh, what's the word? I'm not ordained. What's, that sounds like. You, just, you don't want to do anything outside of God's will. Yeah, you don't want to step outside his will again or right. go in that direction. So the question is, do I put myself out there or let God handle it and let the guys come to me? To that, you okay. say. Okay. They ain't putting it on me. Spotlight on me. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> There's a couple of things I want to address. I, I like how um, the the point that she had made about her friends tell her you can't mess up God's plan, but how in the past she definitely has. Um, and, and the way I've always looked at it is like you you can't mess up God's plan, but you can delay it. Um, so I think in the in the sense that, you know, if you do mess it up or make a wrong move, God is all powerful and all knowing enough to redirect you. But you definitely can delay it years, months, whatever that looks like. So I think it's really good that she or that you had um, you have the awareness enough to understand that because some people use that as a license to kind of live their lives so haphazardly and without any type of caution at all. Yeah, and I and I like that point too. And that was the biggest thing that I like really yeah. wanted to address in the whole thing and I'm glad that she mentioned that because yeah, like there's so uh not necessarily nuance, but I think I definitely think there's so many sides to that. I definitely don't think that you can necessarily you don't have enough cuz we've said this before, you've heard it before. You don't yeah. have enough power strength to mess up God's plan mm-hmm. for your life. But we do have free will. Exactly. And you do have the option to take routes and directions that are outside his desired uh, plan Facts. for where he wants you to be or go. Um, but with that, even at moments where you may take those steps outside of his plan, once you get to a point of repentance to turn back to them, turn back to him, he will always redirect you to where he's always wanted you to be or where he wants you Facts. to go. Facts. And so there's always two folds to that. Cause like you can definitely have moments where you're outside the will of God and you're going to reap the consequences of that trust. Cause I've been there, Trust, man. but like, of course through repentance, he's going to redirect you to where you need to be. Um, but there's also things in your life that are time sensitive too, yeah, that you may sure. miss that we don't always talk about. So there's a lot to that. But so I say all that to say, I love that because it's always important that like in every decision that you make and especially ones that are like very consequential when it comes mm-hmm. to relationship that you're including him in that like exactly. just obviously pointed the whole thing inviting him in so like yeah and in terms of should you put yourself out there or not i'm not going to give a definitive answer of like a yes or no but i will say i feel like there's a different level of resolve that has to be had when you are putting yourself out there because you you have to know what you want and have the self-control enough not to settle for like any and everything that looks good because I think that's where a lot of people go wrong it's not they don't go wrong in stepping out they go wrong in stepping out and then jumping on anything that looks good without testing the fruits without you know being cautious asking God for confirmation without any of that that's where I feel like a lot of people go wrong um so I feel like hmm that's something that you have to keep in mind like do I have the self-control enough to in the awareness to choose um not just what looks good, but what is actually good, testing the fruits of things and people that are coming into your life, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think that you putting yourself out there is you taking the will away from God. Um, I, I like the I like the 
putting putting the will in God's hands analogy, and I think there's a lot of like beauty in that because I think God will always take the will, but He'll never press the gas. I think that's our job. Um, we we press the gas, we go, but then God will always. God's the one that's directing it, right? I'll, I'll, he takes the will. I'll turn here. I'll, I'll redirect you here. We can make this U-turn here, whatever the case may be. Um, but I think some people get in the bad habit of when they put their foot in the gas, it's just such second nature to take the will while they're also putting their foot on the gas. Um, so that's the way I kind of look at it. I don't think putting yourself out there is bad. I don't think dating apps are bad. I think that's you putting the gas, but you have to make sure God still has a will in the sense that he's still directing it and you're still giving him, inviting him in like we've kind of talked about in this. Yeah, so I think really the biggest part is because he's he's really said it all. It's just like seeking him and understanding like where you're at and knowing, okay, like, yo, is this something that like I'm ready for? Mm -hmm. It's like seeking God in that, okay, yo, have I healed from like these past experiences, these relationships, learned what I've needed to and got to a point to where like, okay, I'm in a mental, emotional, spiritual position where I can handle Mm -hmm. pursuing like a romantic relationship at this point in my life. I have the capacity to, and like he said, more importantly, I know what I'm looking for and I know what's most suitable for my life and where God's taking me when it comes to like, obviously for you, like seeking a man to a leader to like lead you Mm -hmm. the household and things like that. And so once those boxes are checked in terms of the preparation of like, yo, is this something that not necessarily, I don't want to say prepared for, because that's a whole nother thing of like, are you really ever prepared for anything? But like in terms of like, yo, like, is this something God wants me stepping into right now in the season of my life? And if that is something that you've resolved with and you have peace within, of course, like take those steps to, you know, step out. um, Ultimately, but like Jordan said, I love that. It's just like ultimately he always has the will in all of it. Like, yo, like you're at the center of this. I'm inviting you into like this potential partner or this potential person I'm talking to that's of interest um, and always keeping him at the center. And I definitely think that um, that's the way to go. And then like I guess a part of the question too is like this – Put myself out there or let God handle it and let the guys come to me. So I think it's I think that's that's twofold. So yeah, like definitely when it comes to putting yourself out there, I guess like I guess you're in a you're in a place where okay, like yo, like I'm available. Right. You're you you know that and you're making that known, like, hey, I'm available. This is something that I'm now in a position in my life where I'm interested in in terms mm-hmm. of like pursuing. And then yeah, I feel like when it comes to like the whole like women thing, I think like women, I mean talks men me. definitely pursue like I pursue. Agree. I agree. Like um when it talks about like um men loving women as like Christ loved the church. Yeah. You got to think about Christ love was always initiative. Mm-hmm. And so he chased and he pursued us. And so through that example when it talks about that, um I'm not specifically sure, but when we talk about like Ephesians 5 in terms of like the uh how men are supposed to approach women and or like treat women, particularly their spouse and their wife. Mm-hmm. I think that men are definitely are supposed to be the initiators and sure. what that looks like. And that looks different in different cases. I don't think yeah. that like, yo, you starting a conversation is you like, Not yeah, like and things like that. But definitely in terms of like having that leader, like exactly. letting God direct you, letting God direct the man in that. And like, you, uh, like you said, it, it, it looks different, but I think I know people mention the, um, the idea of how, Eve was presented to Adam um, and how, like, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. You can't be in a position where you can't be found. That's how, I guess that's how I'm trying to word it. Like, if if it depends, so there's, there has to be a level of, like, presenting yourself in a sense. Like, 
not necessarily initiating. I don't think the two are the same. I think there's a way you can be found, but not necessarily be initiating. Snow, so, yeah, I think obviously all those concerns are like that you have and like worries in terms of like making the right decision, like super valid and like that, like necessarily cautions like a good thing going into this. And so like when it comes to like, you know, if you're putting yourself out there, yeah, like just knowing like, you know, letting yourself people know like, yeah, like you're available and all that. But like, um, obviously just letting God hold the wheel. So yeah, I think that's that's cool. Yeah. Yep. So that's the one, man. Another one down. <laughs> Another one. One of those, man. So look, I guess we can go out with another song. We can just do it. I already got one queued up, so we're just going to do that. Talk but look, appreciate y'all tuning in. We got Caleb Gordon's conversation that we had with him in Orlando dropping Friday. Stay tuned for that and a lot more coming within the next few weeks. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Stay you. Stay real. The delay is crazy. I was taking a sip of my drink. My stay fault. you. <laughs> stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love. <laughs> yeah, I don't even got no stress Cause I already know that I got God on my side God on my side Yeah I got God on my side Hey, can't No need for the clock on my side With no rock on my side When I'm walking outside Try to be fighting my thoughts I'll be rocking the lies I'll be serving the rubber, no prize Sometimes I still be struggling You see the look in my eyes And the hook in the line Fish to the men, not fish to the sin. If I catch you, got cut off the line. I get a cut on my head if it's making me trip. Get that gun on my eye if it's making me trip. No pink, but I give it Jazzy this look. No ring, she ice cold. I gotta skate. I walk with my eyes closed, walking in faith. I'm in the cut and I don't want to FaceTime. No, I can't waste time. Gotta be seeking his face. God move me out the way. I shouldn't tell him, but in the water. But they want to ride in the way. They want me to put my heart on ice, but I can't ride in the way. I can't ride in the way. Well, man, we'll catch y'all next week. Much love, much love.